And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Well, hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Called for Freedom podcast. And we're starting our study on 1 Samuel chapter 2. And I started out this episode with Hannah's prayer. Um, Not many uh, church leaders, uh, pastors, especially the prosperity gospel pastors, these mega churches are talking about uh, that nobody ever reads Hannah's prayer. Nobody ever talks about Hannah. Um, not from, at least from what I hear. So, in this episode, we're going to dive a little deeper into Hannah. But, but in this chapter, we have Hannah's song of thanksgiving to God for his favor to her for giving her Samuel. Um, we talk about their return to their family with Eli's blessing, the increase of their family, and the growth and improvement of Samuel, and the care Hannah took to clothe him, the great wickedness of Eli's sons, the over-mild reproof that Eli gave them for it, and the justly dreadful message God sent him by a prophet threatening to ruin his family for the wickedness of his sons. Let's dive in. Let's go back to Hannah's prayer. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth derides my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation there is none holy like the Lord for there is none besides you there is no rock like our God talk no more so very proudly let not arrogance come from your mouth for the Lord is a God of knowledge and by him actions are weighed the bows of the mighty are broken but the feeble bind on strength Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry have ceased to hunger. The barren has borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. The Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts. He raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash, heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and on them he has set the world. He will guard the feet 
of his faithful ones. But the wicked shall be cut off in darkness. For not by might shall a man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Against them he will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. That's the rest of Hannah's prayer, and I think it's a beautiful song of thanksgiving. Um, I, I, I just love reading that. It's, it's honestly beautiful. Uh, then Elkanah went home to Ramah, and the boy was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli the priest. Now the sons of Eli were worthless men. They did not know the Lord. The custom of the priests with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice, the priest's servant would come while the meat was boiling with the three-pronged fork in his hand, and he would thrust it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot. All that the fork brought up, the priest would take for himself. This is what they did at Shiloh to all the Israelites who came there. Moreover, before the fat was burned, the priest's servant would come and say to the man who was sacrificing, Give meat for the priest to roast, for he will not accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. And if the man said to him, Let them burn the fat first, and then take as much as you wish, he would say, No, you must give it now, and if not... I will take it by force. Thus the sin of the young men was very great in the sight of the Lord, for the men treated the offering of the Lord with contempt. Now Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy clothed in a linen ephod, and his mother used to make for him a little robe and take it to him each year when she went up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May the Lord give you children by this woman for the petition she asked of the Lord. So then they would return to their home. Indeed, the Lord visited Hannah, and she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters, and the boy Samuel grew in the presence of the Lord. Now Eli was very old, and he contempt or he kept hearing all his sons were doing in Israel, and how they lay with the women who were serving at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And he said to them, Why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all these people. No, my sons, it is no good report that I hear the people of the Lord spreading abroad. If someone sins against a man, God will mediate for him. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can intercede for him? But they would not listen to the voice of their father, for it was the will of the Lord to put them to death. Now the boy Samuel continued to grow both in stature and in favor with the Lord and also with man. And there came a man of God to Eli and said to him, 
Thus says the Lord, Did I indeed reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt, subject to the house of Pharaoh? Did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar to burn incense, to wear an avad before me? I gave the house of your father all my offerings by fire from the people of Israel. Why then do you scorn my sacrifices and my offerings that I commanded for my dwelling? And honor your sons above me by fattening yourselves on the choicest parts of every offering of my people Israel. Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promised that your house and the house of your father should go in and out before me forever. But now the Lord declares, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall I lightly esteem. Behold, the days are coming when I will cut off your strength and the strength of your father's house, so that there will not be an old man in your house. Then in distress you will look with envious eyes on all the prosperity that shall be bestowed on Israel. And there shall not be a man be an old man in your house forever. The only one of you whom I shall not cut off from my altar shall be spared to weep his eyes out, grieve his heart, and all the, the descendants of your house shall die by the sword of men. And this shall come upon your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, shall be the sign to you. Both of them shall die on the same day. And I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house, and he shall go in and out before my anointed forever. And everyone who is left in your house shall come to implore him for a piece of silver or a loaf of bread, and shall say, Please put me in one of the priest's places that I may eat a morsel of bread. I think the Lord was very clear in what he said there. And, um, yeah, I, I don't even know. That, that, those are some strong words, and it's, it's something. But, Verse 1 and 2 was our highlighted portion of this episode. We go back to Hannah's prayer when Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord. For there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Some commentary from Ed Ray. Um, Hannah was a woman of faith. She continued in prayer, waiting to see her request fulfilled by the Lord. And when he did fulfill it, she did not forget her promise to him, nor to be grateful and thankful for his grace on her and her husband. She seemed, in fact, to have burst out with praise for all that he had done for her even as she gave her son Samuel back over to serve the Lord. She praised God 
for His holiness and His uniqueness, as well as for His strength and security. And how she refers that in this text is uh, where she says, None like you, and refers to Samuel as a rock. For those who trust in him, there is no element of sadness at all. Even though she was leaving Samuel at the temple, she was thrilled to be able to parent a prophet. She didn't brag about how handsome or smart or spiritual her son was. Instead, she overlooked the gift and praised the giver. She clearly claimed there was no one else like God and no one else who would be her rock through the storms of life. Hannah is a beautiful Old Testament example of what it means to be a woman of God. She endured years of silent suffering because of her barrenness, quietly accepting the harsh harassment at the hand of her antagonist, Peninnah, her husband's other wife, who had children. She continued to go to the place of worship, knowing how painful it would be and choosing to worship anyway, pouring out her tears and petitions to the Lord. And when God finally answered her prayer, she not only kept her promise, but exploded with praise. Perhaps the primary lesson from the life of Hannah is that we must keep growing in our relationship with God. If you want your kids or grandkids to know God and love Him, it must first be real in your own life. Lord, help us to model others today who you are and who you are to us. Help us to make you the center of everything we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen.